0: Although she was very tired, Mrs. Crawley immediately set to work preparing breakfast for her special guest. But her griddle couldn't keep up with the captain's appetite for Johnny-cakes. So several of the town's ladies showed up to help old Mrs. Crawley. Together they mixed four gallons of cake batter and had five frying-pans going at once. After he had his fill, the captain leaned back in his chair, with his hands on his belly, and sighed. "'Thank you kindly, ladies. That was the finest meal I've had in quite a spell.' While sitting with the captain, Mrs. Crawley hit upon an idea. "'We'll have a square dance tonight in the parlor," she beamed. "'This way you can meet all the townsfolk, and then I'm sure you'll decide that Seville is the perfect town for you and your wife.' That night, everyone in town turned out for the big dance. The furniture was pushed off to one side, and the carpet was rolled up. The sheriff of Seville sat at the piano, and the barber played the fiddle. As the music and dancing increased to a fever pitch, all the guests cleared the floor and formed a large circle. In the center, Captain Bates danced a jig with such vigor that everything began to shake. Suddenly, there was a loud crash. When the dust cleared, everyone noticed a large hole in the floor. The crowd peered down and saw that Captain Bates had fallen through. He sat in the cellar, surrounded by splintered wood. The men fetched a ladder to help the captain up. Luckily, the only thing injured was his pride. Captain Bates turned to old Mrs. Crawley and said, "'I'm mighty embarrassed and sorry for all of the damage I've done, "'especially after you've been so nice to me. "'Please add the cost of repairs to my bill. "'Perhaps it's best I catch the train in the morning. "'I guess I'm too big for Seville, after all.' "'Bright and early the next morning, the men and women of Seville arrived. "'They were carrying hammers and saws and kegs of nails.' The captain thought they had come to repair the damage to Mrs. Crawley's floor, but he was wrong. A bugle began to play, and everyone marched together toward the edge of town. Old Mrs. Crawley took the captain's hand, and they followed. The women set up a big kettle and began preparing food, as the men started to work, laying foundation stones. The captain thought he was joining a barn-raising party, but he wasn't. The men were building a house, a giant sized house. The captain was touched by the kindness of the people of Seville, and it was then that he realized he could not live in any other town. Captain Bates sent a telegram to his wife to let her know he had found a town where the people were small, but their hearts were giant. A few days later, Anna Bates arrived. The whole town of Seville turned out to witness as Captain Bates carried his wife over the threshold of their new home. And the size was just right.
1: The End You've been listening to The Giant of Seville, a tall tale based on a true story by Dan Andreessen, narrated by Alan Nebelthaw, and directed by Aaron Moon this story finishes with a brief note from writer Dan Andreessen Martin Van Buren Bates was born a baby of normal size on November 9 1845 but he continued to grow until he was 28 years old reaching a height of 7 feet 11 and a half inches and a weight of 525 pounds in 1861 At the start of the Civil War, Martin enlisted as a private in the 5th Kentucky Infantry. He was promoted several times over the next few years, eventually achieving the rank of captain. After the war, he joined the circus and was billed as the world's tallest man. While touring with the circus in Halifax, Canada, he met Anna Swan. Anna Swan stood almost eight feet tall. She decided to join the circus with Martin and together they toured throughout europe in 1870-